You're listening to the Southwide Baptist Church Podcast with Pastor Jeremy Lewis. At Southwide Baptist Church, our mission is to boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and thereby lead people to worship God authentically, connect in biblical community, grow in Christian maturity, and multiply disciples and churches both locally and globally. For more information about our church, please visit www.southwidebaptist.com. Now let's join Pastor Jeremy for today's message. The Christmas story can be divided up in so many ways, and there are so many messages here in this text. And I want to major on just one this morning, but I do want us to read again the Christmas story. And I, I pray that this story never gets old to you. Um, I was sharing with somebody just uh, last night that had the opportunity to be here uh, in the auditorium last night, just praying through all that God had done for me in Christ and, and throughout the years. Uh, this is a story that for the Christian uh, never grows old. The fact that God became flesh and dwelt among us. So if you found your place there in Luke 2, I want to invite you to stand with me as we give honor to the reading of God's Word. And then we'll just simply walk through a couple of things together this morning. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to, the, all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to, for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising him for all the things that they had heard. And seen as it was told them. Lord, thank you 
for the wonderful gift of Christ. Lord, He is more than just an object to desire. He is a person who was given for us. Yes, who came as a baby, but ultimately the one who is our Savior and our Lord, the one who is Christ, the promised, the one that we've been waiting for and the one that we as your church do await. Lord, we long for your appearing, but until that day comes, would you make us a people who look at this story with wonder and awe again and again and again. May you be glorified in this place. May you be worshipped. And may we always remember the reason for the season. Lord, there may even be one here this morning who does not know Christ. And I pray that this would be the day of their salvation. That they would come to faith in Christ for the very first time. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, unusually so, I've only got just a few points to make from this text this morning. Um, We're going to spend a brief time together and we do want you to go spend time with your families today and and share in this story really together as a family. There are so many messages that could come from Luke chapter 2. But I want to focus this morning on one primary part of this story. The moment when the angels appeared to these shepherds and they were terrified. Hundreds of thousands of angels likely And as they see these angels, they fall to their faces in sheer terror, wondering what's coming next. You see, God had not spoken for nearly 400 years. This was the first time that God broke heaven, so to speak, to speak to His creation. But this time He wasn't coming in the form of angels only. He wasn't coming through the voice of a prophet. He wasn't coming even through clouds or pillars of fire. But God was coming in the flesh. Coming in the form of a baby, His Son, Jesus Christ. And so this angelic announcement is one of the most powerful messages we have in all of the Bible. And I think there are at least three things, far more, but there are at least three things that we should note this morning. And I want you to notice them with me this morning here in the text. Number one, notice the joy of God at Christmas. The joy of God at At Christmas, the shepherds, of course, were greatly afraid in verse nine. Verse 10 tells us the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Good tidings or good news. The world was full of bad news at the time. And he came, the angel came, Jesus came bringing good news. We know that as the gospel. Translated literally, good news. That is what brings great joy. And I want you to know this morning that there is great joy at Christmas. Now, for a lot of people, Christmas is a difficult time. And it's a a time when we're reminded of loss, we're reminded of heartache. We're reminded of all of those things that maybe we didn't do so well throughout the year. And we reflect on those things. But the coming of Jesus Christ is a message that comes without regret and without loss and without hopelessness. In fact, it is quite the opposite. It is good news. And it's not good news to just some people. It is good news to all people. That's what he says. 
great joy which will be to all people. Everyone has a universal message to hear that there is joy to joy in the world. And everyone has a universal invitation to receive the joy that God can bring. So why is it that the world experiences loss and heartache and sorrow? Why is it that our life is filled with illness and sometimes great loneliness and despair? Because the invitation to come and receive joy is to all people. And yet so many people reject that message. Their response is much like the shepherds. Rather than faith and trust, love for this God who has come to bring Jesus. Rather than those kinds of responses, their response is fear. Not all people experience the kind of joy that Jesus brings. Why? Truth number one, the joy of God at Christmas. But secondly, I want you to notice the salvation of God at Christmas. The reason why people don't experience joy in life, they don't experience hope, they don't experience a life filled with God's goodness, is because we are sinners in need of rescue. And that's what the angel says. I bring you great joy. Why? This is why, verse 11, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Sin has absolutely wrecked the world. And it's not the sin of others. It's my sin and your sin that has wrecked the world. All around us, everyone bears personal responsibility for being a sinner. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Meaning that all of us have broken God's law. And we need rescue. Our lives are broken and falling apart and in rebellion against God. But instead of God judging us and condemning us at this point in life, God sent good news of great joy when he sent Jesus. And that news is that salvation is available to all people in all places on the planet. Everyone who would trust Jesus Christ by faith will be saved. All who call upon the name of the Lord. Now, that requirement is that we would not simply just believe in a story, but that we would surrender our lives to Jesus as our only hope, our only Savior, and that He would become the master of our lives. The text tells us that He is Savior, the one who has come to seek and to save the lost. He is the Christ, the one of promise, the only one that God offered for our salvation The Bible says that there is no other name in heaven or on earth that we can be saved but through the name of Jesus Christ. And the simple fact is, you don't need a partner in life. You don't need healing from your illness. You don't need any of those things. Ultimately, what you need is salvation. And only God can offer that. And what we find is when we come to the salvation that Christ offers, sometimes healing comes. And sometimes we have a friend. But there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And there is a healing that is far greater than any healing from any illness. And it's the friend, that, it's the friend in Jesus that we have. And it is the healing that Christ offers from our sin.
to see all of our brokenness, Jesus came to redeem. Yesterday I celebrated my 26th birthday as a Christian. 26 years ago, I knelt by my bedside and trusted Christ at seven years old for trusting Jesus for salvation in my life. I knelt with my pastor at the time. And I'd love to tell you that the the road since then has been just an easy walk and that I've led the perfect Christian life, but it's far from both of those things. But I can tell you that I have a perfect Savior and a Savior who will not leave me or forsake me. A Savior who will not let me walk and stumble and ultimately go astray, but a shepherd who leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And he has saved my soul. So how about you this year? Do you know Christ? Have you experienced his salvation? There's one more thing I want you to notice in the text. And that is the glory of God at Christmas. The joy of God, the salvation of God, and the glory of God at Christmas. Notice that the angels sing this song in verse 14. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It is about this glory that the shepherds would go on to speak. And it is this glory that the shepherds would see when the angels appeared to him. And here is the reality of Christmas. Christmas is not ultimately about us. It's about Jesus. That means it can never be about decorations or lights or gifts. It can never be about ultimately about family. Though we enjoy all of those things and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. They are a gift of God. But the greatest gift of God at Christmas is Jesus. And so the, therefore the greatest glory at Christmas is Jesus. Glory to God in the highest. John 1.14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6, For it is God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, where? In the face of Jesus Christ. You see, the peace that we experience the, the favor of God comes when we are people redeemed to the praise of His glory. When He is the anthem of our lives. And so this Christmas, God has in fact given us joy. It's been given in His Son. He has in fact given us salvation, many of us in this room, and every one of us the opportunity to trust Christ as Savior And He has brought glory to His name at Christmas. But there's one common thing in those three truths. The word Christmas. And if you really come down to it, it's the word Christ. I want to invite you to bow your heads this morning. Debbie's going to come and we're going to have a time of invitation. This is... It would be foolish for us to talk about great joy and salvation and the glory of God and not give you an opportunity to respond to Christ. There may be other decisions in this room this morning that need to be made. I would encourage you to do that. Whatever God has laid on your heart. But this morning, if you don't know Jesus, in just a few moments, we're going to stand and sing this song and then we're going to close our service with some candlelight songs and just enjoy one another and enjoy the love of God. But this morning, would you, would you trust Christ for the very first time? 
Would you surrender your life? Would you receive Him by faith? So that your life brings glory to Him. You receive His salvation and eternal life. And all of the brokenness of your life is traded for joy. Does it change your circumstances? It just changes how you see them. So all across the room as we stand and Debbie plays, Lisa's going to sing. I'm going to invite you to come. The altar's open. Maybe you just need to come this morning and pray. Maybe you need to come and say, Pastor, I want to be saved. Let's pray together. Lord, I, I thank you that this morning we can celebrate Christmas. May you be exalted here. In Jesus' name, amen. You come as we sing. You've been listening to the Southwide Baptist Church Podcast with Pastor Jeremy Lewis. For more information about our church, please visit www.southwidebaptist.com. We also invite you to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram by searching for Southwide BC. Thank you for listening, and may you continue to worship, connect, grow, and multiply as you follow Jesus Christ.